Caleb here from Telescope Real Estate. If you're like me and you've just realized that a coffee a day can be the difference between you getting your finance approved or declined, you need to stay tuned because we've got Jonathan from Simply Finance to talk all things lending and helping to make sure that your latte doesn't stop you getting your home loan. So look, one of the main topics that we're seeing on our buyers or vendors' tongues at the moment is finance. So we're welcome here today from Jonathan from Simply Finance uh, to run through some Q&A. So welcome aboard. Thanks, Caleb. Nice to be here. Cool. So look, one of the main uh, or most Google terms out there in the marketplace at the moment when it comes to lending or buying in the market is the CCCFA, <laughs> which actually Jonathan's uh, helped me understand that it's called the Triple CFA, uh, which actually came into effect on the December the 1st. So yeah. do you want to kind of run us through what that is and what kind of impact that's had in the market at the moment. Okay. So the Triple CFA is an act or a regulation that um, the government's used to control the, where how money is lent these days. Um, the banks didn't ask for it. I should probably say that right up front. The banks did not ask for this change to come in. The government, in their wisdom, and, and the intent behind it was really good. It was to prevent South Auckland money shops from lending high-interest loans, payday loans, to poorer families who couldn't really afford it and literally keep them in perpetual debt for for years. They've made changes to the to the Act to try and prevent that, but what it's done is it's been applied across all lending, mortgages, um, vehicles, everything, and has literally crushed lending. It has it has stopped it in its tracks to a large degree. So so that's I guess what we're kind of seeing in the market at the moment. If you've jumped on the news articles or headlines, that's where we're starting to see um, stories coming out where buyers might have been uh, spending too much at Christmas time. Yeah. Might have been you know banks looking into their lending, or their spending environment mm-hmm. around cafes. You know getting too many smashed avos. So <laughs> what are you kind of noticing from a lending environment now for buyers? Yeah. So the banks will now do and are required to to do a detailed analysis of your spending. They're going to go through every line in your um, bank statements back several months and just see how you've been spending that money. So even things like regular savings going across to a savings account is now taken as an expense, a regular expense. Savings? Yeah, even savings. Now we can mitigate some of that and explain that that will likely cease um, after, after you purchase a property. Um, but the banks have to allow a large um, leftover amount at the end of each month after all your expenses. So they are looking at that stuff in, in detail um, and they're required to. So it's it's a challenge for them. Uh, and they're looking again, I said, every expense line, they're, they're checking how, how regular it is. If it's regular, they're going to count it as a regular expense and not just assume that that expense will end after you buy a house. Right. So, I mean, some of the questions that I've been having or some of the buyers that we were dealing with when it comes to buying property and finance is that uh, they've gone out and they've, you know, might have overindulged. They've been locked down, especially in Auckland uh, for a long period of time. They've wanted to treat their kids at that Christmas period. They've gone out and they might have splurged probably a little bit more than what they normally would. Um, Now, we've heard from one of the stories that the actual banks have requested that they've got six months of clean spending before the Mm. banks would consider lending to them. Is that Mm. something that you have noticed at all? Not that long. I mean, okay. that's an unusual length of time. So, to be, so they went all out then, did they? Yeah, they must have gone all out. And and again, if you're with your home bank, they've got all your history. So they're going to look back as far as they want to see what's going on. One of the ways around that is uh, we change banks. So all banks look at three months of, of expenses. And if you can clean yourself up for three months, take you off to a new bank, they see three months of expenses. And probably one of the tips for, for today would be try and live 
is if you're paying a mortgage. Um, right. Because that they want to know that you can manage your money. At the end of the day, every bank wants to know, can you manage your money and manage it responsibly? Um, so if you've got things like unarranged overdrafts, bounced payments, um, you know, yeah. just things going on, all of that kind of thing, they just look at it and go, does this person actually know how to manage their, their money? Because the bank is actually giving you their money. So they, they want to make sure you're going to be responsible with it. Makes complete sense. <laughs> cool. Um, another question that we've had from, uh, I guess, even some of our tribe members here is just around, um, there's an article that came out recently that's potentially 60% of all loans are coming up for renewal this yeah. year. Yeah. Um, so there's, you know, one of our team members actually went through and did the numbers on their own personal loan. Yeah. And they came out yeah. and saw that, you know, uh, later this year when they are potentially looking at, at refinancing, they're potentially going to be paying an extra $170 to $200 a fortnight yeah. on their yeah. loan. Yeah. So do you have any, you know, bits of advice for, for people in those situations as well? Yeah. It's difficult, isn't it? Because in hindsight, everyone's a genius. We all should have fixed for... 2.99 for five years when it yep. was there. <laughs> yep. you know, I did grab that rate for some of my mortgages at the time because I just knew that that just wasn't going to hang around. And and it's human nature. Everyone goes and grabs the, the sweets first because they wanted the 2.29. They were expecting it to go to 2.19. They wanted it to go to 1.99. This is great. And, and rates have gone up way faster than anybody expected. The economists, all the experts, Again, taken by surprise, as they were with COVID last year with lockdown, with house prices going crazy, um, they were they were caught out with these rate increases. So coming off fixed rates now, um, you're going to be in the fours. You can get a one year rate in the in the high threes, but you're going to be in the fours, and uh, and that's a that's a tough increase to swallow. So in regards to that, I mean. The person in our in our tribe was just considering going back to the current bank and just you yeah. know having a chat with them and just seeing what what rates they could get. What would your advice be to that? You know, is it beneficial yeah. for them to come and chat to someone like yourself or just yep. deal directly with the bank? I'd highly recommend you chatting to a mortgage advisor because we not only do we see all the rates across all the banks, but we will actually give you some advice. Your challenge these days is that um, if you find someone good in the bank, if the bank's open, if the branch is available, yeah, um, true. <laughs> they won't be there a year from now because if they're good at their job, they're going to get promoted. Whereas we're the constant face that you, you will see and, and the constant face of the business. We can give you advice far more than a bank can. Um, and we will look at we, we look at the economic analysis all the time. We're doing it for our own fight mortgages. So we're trying to predict and think about where it's going to go. I think, as I said before, everyone's an expert in hindsight. So we're doing best best estimates, best guess based upon the best information available. Yeah. Um, but definitely with talking to a good mortgage advisor, they would be happy to help you. So in regards to that space as well, I know there's a few of you um, that asked questions when we put up a post last week about you know potentially chatting with a with a mortgage advisor. Yeah. The question was around, you know, and I, and I know it's crystal ball thinking, um, yeah. but, you know, yeah. is it more beneficial for them to fix for 12 months or is it, yeah. you know, lock in that four-year period? What are you kind of predicting or seeing might happen in that lending space? Yeah, so a number of economists have different views, but yes. everyone yeah. is saying it's 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 going up and it's, right. it's expected that the one-year rate is going to be in the 5% range come 2023. Wow. Low fives, possibly mid-five, maybe. And again, there is so much noise in the economic data um, and COVID is influencing so many things. It's really difficult to predict what actually is going to happen. But right. one of our, um, the one of the, some of the advice we give to, to people is that you fix for certainty. So if you want absolute certainty for the next three or four years, that's what you fix for. If you don't want any surprises and the right. number works, 
that's what you go for. Yeah. Um, you could ride the one year rate, um, but you're going to be you're going to be in pain uh, about a year and a half from now. The the sweet spot's probably the three year rate still. Right. Maybe the two, but you kind of want to try and catch it. So you just get over the hump. Right. Yeah, yeah. Then you'll go back onto a one year rate, which will be hopefully down to what you paid for the three year rate. Well, and I think one of the main things that you mentioned as well, especially for some of you watching, is just around the certainty. Yeah. I know that's a yeah. lot of it in every aspect of our life at the moment. We're really <laughs> trying to trying to gain that certainty because yeah. obviously with COVID and all this uncertainty around lockdowns and yeah. what we're trying to do, I think really valid point, you know, get certainty in the numbers, make sure that they work for you as they are right now so that you can project for the next kind of three or four years. So yeah. I think that's, that's really, really good advice. Yeah. Um, so look, one of my main questions and, and some of the, the buyers that I've been dealing with in the market, yeah. um, what they're doing is they're coming to open homes and they haven't even talked to a bank. They haven't even talked about the lending environment. So what are some of the benefits for buyers in the marketplace coming and having a chat with someone like yourself? Yeah, probably a reality check more than anything else. It is, it's a difficult lending environment. It's probably been the most difficult lending environment we've seen ever for, for a long, long time. And, and I'm old. It's taken a little while to get to this point. But we've been through a very loose period, a very good period, and things have now tightened up. Everything's cyclical, cyclical. So it's going to be tight probably for the next 12 months. Um, right. But at some point, the pressure has to give and, and things should ease up. But definitely worth talking to a mortgage advisor to, to check your bank statements, to coach you around expenses and what you need to do to tidy things up, perhaps to become bank ready. Because you need to be bank ready. You've needed to be bank ready for a number of years now. And being bank ready is all about having a tidy set of um, bank statements, managing your spending, um, even moving home with mum and dad for three months just to cut the spending down and then go and look and get a mortgage. So, so that would be one of your bits of advice is obviously potentially moving home. Whatever it takes. <laughs> and sometimes you just got to go and be a boomerang, go back to mum right. and dad, or go move in with your brother and sister, whatever it takes. Sorry, mum, I'm going to be home with four kids and a puppy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You'll see me soon. For three months, yeah. four months. Four months. Yeah. So like, I think that's a really valid point as well, Jonathan, is around that bank readiness. Yeah. Um, so that's a re really good piece of advice. If you haven't had a chance to go and get your finances in order, chat with someone like Jonathan who's able to sit down there, run through a bank readiness yeah. strategy. It might not be ready to lend to you right yeah. now, but it's about getting a game plan in place yeah. so that when the time is right, you've got all your ducks in a row so you can Absolutely. go in and make the most of it. Absolutely. Um, one of the questions that did come in uh, online mm -hmm. over the last week was a question around a, a buyer bought about 18 months ago. They only, <laughs> yeah. they only had a 12% deposit when they purchased, yep. and they said that they were stung with a little bit of an extra okay. interest rate um, because they didn't quite have that 20% equity in their home. Yeah. Obviously, house prices have shifted quite a lot in the last kind of 12 to 18 months. So what would yeah. your advice be to someone kind of sitting in that category as well? Yeah, look, if you're paying a penalty on an interest rate, you want to get that off as fast as you can because it's, it's dead money. So uh, again, I'd be saying talk to a mortgage advisor because there are different ways of getting that removed and uh, banks deal with us all the time on that kind of stuff. The values have gone up. We can check the value for you. Uh, usually the bank will look at what's called an E-value, so an electronic valuation. If they're happy with the level of confidence, because these values have a level of confidence assigned to them as well, if the level of confidence is above a certain percentage, they'll accept that value. They won't take the council rate rateable value, even the new one probably. Yeah. <laughs> Otherwise, you need to get a registered valuation. And a registered valuation means some guy actually or lady turns up at your house and actually does a physical check of the property, writes a report, puts a value on it, 
um, and the bank will accept that all day long, um, providing it's the right number, of Correct. course. Yeah. But again, it's there's a process there, and you want to get that penalty taken off as quick as you can. Cool. So that's a really good piece of advice. If you do have that penalty interest rate because you didn't have that 20% equity when you were purchasing, it's worthwhile touching base with a mortgage advisor yeah. uh, just to get some guidance and advice because that penalty interest, especially with these new rates, can potentially oh, yeah. make a big in, big difference yeah. when it comes to repayments. Yeah. And, and as you said, it is dead money. You know, It's a penalty interest that doesn't need yeah. to be there exactly. if your value in your home has gone up, yeah. and which we know over the last 18 months, lots it's of values nicely. have gone up. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> it's gone up nicely. <laughs> exactly. We deal a lot in our marketplace with first-time buyers, especially yeah. up here on the Hibiscus Coast and the yeah. North Shore. Um, what we're starting to see is two out of three buyers that are putting offers on property subject mm. to finance, especially in that first-time buyer space, their finance conditions are not being satisfied. Yeah. Um, obviously, that's changed dramatically since kind of mid-last year. Yeah. So what are you kind of noticing and what kind of advice can you give those potential first-time buyers in that marketplace? Yeah, I probably want to answer that in, in two steps. And the first is to, to explain <laughs> question. <laughs> what's happened in the marketplace and, and what's happened with bank finance over these last um, 12 months or so. Um, the Reserve Bank have uh, lowered the loan-to-value ratios, so it makes it harder for banks to lend money at at a, at a higher level, put it that way. So you need more deposit to get in there. Right. Um, assessment rates are going up. So a bank looks when they look at you, you're not going to be assessed on the interest rate that's listed on the website. Right. They're going to assess you at a much higher rate to make sure that you have fat in the system because they know life happens. Yep. Teeth break, <laughs> cars need fixing, yep. <laughs> and they're not going to leave you everything you can afford at the cheapest rate. So they're going, the assessment rates are climbing. The triple CFA changes have come in. Your Kiwi savers are probably going down a little bit at the moment. Yeah, I checked mine yesterday. Yeah, yep, big big drop <laughs> affecting your deposit. Yeah, um, uh, there's higher higher rents. So if you're renting, you've been paying more rent um, and not being able to save as much, and obviously rising interest rates in the mix as well. The Reserve Bank is also looking at debt to income ratios. I heard about that. Yeah, so that's changed quite dramatically. Hasn't it's it? changing. So two of the banks, or one of the banks in particular, has that in place now. Um, and, but they're a little bit flexible on it, but now the Reserve Bank are asking the government, we want this tool in our toolkit right. to restrict you to, say, six times your income. So say you're in 100 k you can borrow 600000 You're not going to get a house in Auckland for that money. Right. So if you are wanting to buy, I'd be pushing this year. But again, the headwinds are against you. But if you talk to a mortgage advisor, we will work out the best strategy for you. So all I'm hearing from this is move home with your parents and uh, save easily, right? Save hard, yeah. save hard. <laughs> well, so look, that, that is something that is really going to be impacting buyers, not yeah. just first-time buyers in the marketplace. I mean, what what was kind of that ratio previously? You know, it's a, since the six times multiplier now. Yeah, ASB had a multiplier around six to seven. Yep. Uh, they kind of applied that relatively loosely, but yep. it was there. The other banks didn't have it necessarily, apart from BNZ had one as well. Yep. But it's it's probably coming down the pipe. And um, it's probably going to have one of the biggest impacts around. Yeah. So I guess from that perspective, if, if you're a buyer in the marketplace right now, you might have been saving hard for that deposit. Yeah. You've been going out there looking at properties and going through the kind of the open homes and yeah. dealing with agents and things like that. Yeah. What would your advice be for a buyer in that capacity right now? Is it one of those things that they probably need to move on buying something sooner rather than later before all of these changes come into place? What are you thinking? Yeah, um, probably buying new would not be a silly idea because you know your settlement period is going to be a lot longer down the track, so you've got more time to probably collate some more money before you get to that point. So, so a question I had on that actually is 
when you look, look let's say off the plans and looking at buying something a, a product like that in the yeah. marketplace yeah. how does that lending work because obviously you get a pre-approval you get a pre-approval for a certain dollar yeah. percentage but you might not settle on that property for nine yeah. ten months how does that work for buyers yeah, and again, that's it's the tricks that are out there at the moment because there's no fixed term contract. A couple of building companies will offer a fixed term contract potentially, but they're the big ones. Yeah, rest of them, are, you know, materials and and building contracts have ah. have blown out so that even sunset clauses are being. It's another phrase you need to learn about at some point, but sunset clauses are being activated because the yeah. builder knows he can now sell it for more. So that, that's definitely going to be one of our, our future videos yeah. is actually on sunset clauses and what that does look like for buyers because yeah. we have heard some horror stories at the moment. It's tough. And I get it, some developers, you know, cost of materials, cost yeah. of, of building and construction have definitely gone up through the roof for some Hugely. some parties. So like, we'll definitely be touching on that in the coming weeks. But let me answer your question, I guess, about you know, 18 months out. So... Um, you put it, you'll pay a deposit, the bank will want you to, or generally the developer might want you to settle the section, so you'll have to pay for the section right. entirely. Potentially all of your deposit will go into the section, and then when you need to start lending for the build, the bank will start feeding you money for the build process. Right. But you'll own that section and have a mortgage on the section up front, yeah. um, and then the build will start at some point once they can get a consent at some point. <laughs> Depending on the RMA and everything else that goes along with it. Everything so... Else. so one of your bits of advice on that is if you're a buyer, definitely look at considering that off the plans or that new build type product. Yeah, yeah. from a reputable builder. Correct. From a reputable builder. Yeah, and, and do banks look at that as well when they're lending? Yeah, they do actually probably. They will look at who the builder is. They want to see a master build guarantee or a some sort of guarantee in there. Okay. Some builders don't offer that at all. So you could, you know, in some ways, I, I also recommend to clients, depending who is building it, you probably want to get a building report done on the, on the build right. just to check by a qualified builder, this is done. being done properly. Well, yep, yep, I get that. <laughs> There's good builds and bad builds out there. Yeah, no, no, definitely. So, so with 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 that new build space, then um, is the loan to value ratio different compared to an existing home? Uh, not necessarily, but there's a, well, there's a lot more capacity for banks to lend for a new build. Right. So they will let you get away with potentially a ten percent deposit, which is quite significant when you're trying between ten and twenty. Yes. But again, it needs to be a fixed price contract because what's happened in the past is people rock in there with their 10% deposit and all of a sudden the price is blowing out and, and the equity is not there. Yep. So equity is the gap between what the property is worth and what you've borrowed against it. That's called your equity. Perfect. From what we're seeing in the marketplace, I guess you're from a lending perspective. Yeah. I'm coming from the real estate agent, what we're dealing with buyers and vendors in the marketplace. So it sounds like you've you've got lots of different tricks and advice or, yeah. or guidelines that yeah. you can provide to potential vendors and potential buyers in the marketplace, whether you're looking at kind of refinancing over the next 12 months, trying to get rid of that penalty interest right. rate. Yeah. Uh, as a buyer, again, sorry, mum, moving home and uh, trying, to, <laughs> trying to get the accounts cleaned up. So it just seems to me that in the marketplace at the moment, 100% buyers need to be sitting down with someone like yourself yeah. running through this situation because it, 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 it sucks for us as agents in the marketplace. Yeah. You know, we're dealing with especially first-time buyers. They fall in love with a home. We take them through that whole journey, uh, and then at the 11th hour, they realize that their finance condition isn't being satisfied, and yeah. that's, that's the last thing that we want to be seeing. But we're on that journey with them. You know, we, we care about the outcome, and we, we invest in our clients and want to get them to a conclusion, get them to a property. Mm. Um 
Okay, so another another question mm. that I, that I like to ask. So, a lot of buyers in the marketplace, because you know we've utilised you, some of our team members have utilised you yeah. as well. And we've got obviously that's why you're sitting here today because we always like to recommend and refer people that we've had our own positive yeah. personal experiences as well. From a from a buyer's perspective who haven't dealt with a you know mortgage broker in the mm. past and they've traditionally gone directly to the bank, um, what are some of the main benefits of, of using someone like yourself? Mm. Um, and I guess mm. not going into the financials of it too much, sure. but one of the main things that I learned is kind of how you guys get paid as well. Because, yeah. you know, yeah. I always felt that mortgage brokers, you know, <laughs> were, were getting paid, you know, in a certain way that wasn't in my best interest as a, as a consumer. Yeah. Interesting question because that comes up a lot. And um, believe it or not, our services to our clients are completely free. The bank pays us. So we're naturally interested in trying to get you a loan because that's how we get a payday. And we can put a whole lot of time and investment into our clients and not get there. And that's that's fine uh, because nine times out of 10, we'll, we'll generally pretty much get you there. So the banks do pay us. And um, I guess the benefits is that we, we give completely independent advice. We see all the deals from all the banks all the time. We know what the lending environment is at this point in time and what it looks like. And we can give you really good advice um, and work in conjunction with, with a real estate agent to get you the right property at the right money. Brilliant. So we'll even, we'll even go to auctions with you and bid on your behalf, which is the exciting thing. <laughs> that is the exciting thing, one of my favorites. <laughs> Spending other people's money, it's great. <laughs> <laughs> no, look, I think that was a really, really good um, touch point there. Because that, that was, I mean, for me personally, that was one of the things that when I first, you know, dealt, not with you, but someone previously, I always thought that, you know, oh, you only dealt with one bank and they paid you yeah. directly. Whereas obviously since talking to yourself and other people, it's realizing that you work with all banks yeah. and it's not actually about which bank you work with. It's yeah. actually which bank is going to be best suited for your client and what they're wanting to achieve. Yeah. So again, we don't have actually any favorite banks that we will use. Um, we, we look at across all the banks and we take you to the place that's best suits you as a client. Now, it may be your home bank to start with, but it may not be as well. It may right. be best to move you to another bank. And one of the misconceptions people have is that sometimes non-bank lenders, the guys who sit just above the banks, um, are more expensive, and you're going to get you're going to get gouged by a fee from us. If there is a fee involved, because they don't always pay the mortgage advisor, we have to add a fee. We'll tell you that up front. But there are non-bank lenders where you don't have to pay a fee to us, and they still pay us in, in behind once the mortgage is taken. So what it sounds like is as a, as a mortgage advisor, you're working with the clients to give them yeah. the best possible advice. Yeah. Uh, you're good doing all the grunt work for yeah. them as well. So yeah. I don't have to go to four different banks and try and negotiate a deal and find we'll out. Fill out the same form four different times, give them right. the same answers. And that's yeah. if you can actually get into the bank, like I said before. Yeah. So, I mean, that's some of the, the, the challenges if you are looking out there and trying to do finance yourself through banks directly is it's very hard to go across all of them to even talk to a real person now yeah. for some of the banks. Um, it, it is a challenge. So by dealing with someone like yourself, it's a one-stop shop. We can work with you. You've got our best interests at Absolutely. heart and you're willing to work across all the different mediums, yeah. um, banks and non-banks, to ensure that you yes. get the best possible result for us. Yeah, and we're, we're legislated and obliged to give you the best advice possible. So yeah. it can't be uh, purely for our for our gain. It's not for our gain. We've got to put the client's interest first and foremost, and that just goes with the mantra of our business anyway and how we do it. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for joining us today. Obviously, the, the environment is continually changing. I know the triple CFA is getting reviewed, let's say, end of April. We're not too sure yet. Yeah. But... 
this is something that we're going to be continuing. So if you do have any questions at the end of this, please pop them in the comment section below. Um, we're going to be getting you back. Um, this environment, as I said, is changing. There's always new things that crop up. We're going to talk from a real estate perspective. You're going to talk from a lending perspective just yeah. to help inform you and give you the best advice possible to ensure that you can secure your next dream home. Great stuff. Cool. Thanks, Caleb. Cool. Cheers. Cheers.